Are you ready to take your career to the next level? Then meet me in the Leaders Lounge. Let's go. is your place to come for all of your leadership, information, motivation, inspiration, uh, everything to help you to be great. And it's a place also for you to say, ah, as a leader. So I call it your weekly Java release, which is why we got a couple of coffee beans up in our logo there. So uh, I hope you all enjoy this show uh, and all of the Leaders Lounge shows. It is brought to you by the World Class Training Institute, which is, of course, my organization. And the World Class Training Institute is designed to help you maximize and your organization to maximize your greatest resource, which is human capital. And we do that through the delivery of leadership and professional development training programs. So right in your lower left-hand corner of your screen, you should see worldclasstraining.net. That is our website. You can go there right now and check out our programs under the professional development tab. And you can reach out to me and let's get connected so that I can help your organization be amazing. And if you see something there and you say, you know what, well, hey, these are great, but I'm really looking for help in another area. Uh, just, I don't know. Let me let me just say something. I'm just really looking for something to um, help my organization with collaboration skills. And you may not be sure what we have that offers that. So we do have some specific programs, but you may be saying, you know what, I want something that specifically is written for us for collaboration. Guess what? We can do that for you as well. So don't hesitate if you don't see something on the menu that is uh, in alignment with what your current needs are, because it's likely that we can develop something for you. So again, worldclasstraining.net for that. Reach out to us. Um, I was moving my hair because I wanted y'all to see, hey, we're still in free to soar season. This year we are soaring. So what does that mean? Synergize, optimize, agitate, and reimagine. Synergize, optimize, agitate, reimagine. If you have not gotten your soar gear, now is the time to do that. We are going to keep that SOAR gear available until the end of this first quarter. So if you are interested in world-class training gear to help you SOAR, we have, of course, these t-shirts, which I'm wearing today. Uh, we have calendars. We have binders where you can take your notes. You just need to go to worldclasstraining.net forward slash shop for that. I'm going to also just show you all our calendars that are so amazing because if you want to be inspired, our year of soaring is around the idea of the eagle. And so what you can do 
is uh, with these calendars, each month it has a quote for you. So I was on February, we are now into March. So since it's the beginning of March, let's see what we're saying for March. March says, don't look down. It's an impossible view. Fly like an eagle, whatever you do. So you want to soar this year and you want to make sure that you soar like an eagle. I'm just going to show that to you as well. Again, worldclasstraining.net for those. If you're part of an organization, you might want to get several for your teams. Uh, it's a great, great way to help inspire your teams. Again, worldclasstraining.net forward slash shop. Last thing I want to share with you all is that the World Class Training Institute also provides fitness training in the summertime. I am a certified personal trainer and I'm also certified in Zumba. So I teach what's called the DS60, which is 30 minutes of dance, 30 minutes of strength training. If you're here in the Nashville area, um, it's a great way to keep yourself motivated and keep yourself fine. This year we are saying it's time to get summer fine. So ladies, join us for the DS60 Summer 24. DS60 Summer 24. It starts April the 2nd through May the 7th. It's $149. The, um, the website for that is worldclasstraining.net as well, but it's forward slash, and I'm going to just put this right here, just right quick, DS60 worldclasstraining.net forward slash DS60. If you are interested in the DS60 Summer 24, and we have an amazing time when we are out there in the summer. You see some of the pictures at the bottom of that screen. So again, if you're here in the Nashville area, join us at Centennial Park, six o'clock on Tuesdays. The first session is from April the 2nd through May the 7th, and you can register at worldclasstraining.net forward slash DS60. Now, last thing, and the reason we are here today is because we are in the series on my book, which is Unpacking Agape, The Seven Languages of Intentional Leadership. It just celebrated its first year in publication, and you all can get the book at worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. So I'm going to show that. And that's going to be scrolling at the bottom of the screen for you all to just go run and pick that up. Worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. Now, what is that about? The World Class Training Institute um, and specifically uh, Unpacking Agape, the Seven Languages of Intentional Leadership is about helping leaders to understand that, number one, we are here to serve. Servant leadership is what this is about. So agape is the selfless, sacrificial care and concern for others. And that's what leaders must have. Great leaders must have this mindset. And then the other thing, the reason that we're calling it the seven languages is that the best way for languages to speak is by your behaviors. So what we have in the book, and it's an easy read, I call myself the Twitter of book writing because I try to make my books very um, succinct. And so I try to say under 150 pages. I think this one is a little over 100. Um, I can tell you all exactly. Actually, it's 104. And some of these pages are just um, for you to take notes at the back. So it's a very easy, quick read, but it gives you 
specific guidelines for how you are to lead yourselves and lead others related to, I'm just changing this to be a little darker. Yeah, so everybody can go and see that. So um, related to being a selfless, sacrificial leader of others, all right? And so for the last several weeks, we have been delving into the book. Last week, I spent some time talking about the carrier of ethics, and we focused on the case that's happening in Fulton around uh, my Howard sister, uh, Bonnie Willis, and they are going to be making a decision on that in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll tap a little bit into that as I talk about this area because you can glean so many leadership nuggets from watching this play out. Uh, but I'm also going to go a little global as well so that you understand these two leadership principles that we are going to discuss today. And again, get the book because we have a couple more weeks that we're going to be delving into this uh, and you can be joining along with us as we are delving into it. So you'll notice that the title of today was called Level Out and Leave It Alone. Level out and leave it alone. Now, how in the world does that relate to being a great leader? Well, the first piece, the leveling out, speaks to leadership principle number four. Leadership principle number four, which is being a caretaker of temperance. So what does that mean? Being a caretaker of temperance means that you have to have a leveled mindset and a leveled approach to handling difficult concerns. Now, I am going to tap a little bit into this case because I've been watching it a lot. Uh, I, I just love law as well. So it's, it's definitely interesting to me. But if you notice the judge's behavior, the judge has a temperance that is so mild-mannered. He does not get shaken. He may be shaken internally, but we don't know it. As a leader, that is so critical. And as a judge in particular, because he has to look at both sides and from a balanced mindset, you he has to be tempered. So I'm going to read a little bit from the book and talk about being a caretaker of temperance. So what it says here is when the ship gets unsteady, a leader's job is to steady it. When the leader is unnerved and lacks restraint, it is difficult to create solutions that produce the best outcomes. Temperance or moderation in action and feelings happens when one looks at a situation or circumstance and chooses response over reaction. Response over reaction. So what's the difference? So response is when you have taken a moment, you have considered options, and then based on perhaps environmental factors, based on what you know might be an additional consequence of what you may be uh, proposing to do in your mind, based on other people who may be impacted, you choose from a couple of different options, the best response. Reaction is typically quick in nature and it doesn't require, or, or I shouldn't say it doesn't require, it hasn't taken to, into account a reasonable thought process. And I shouldn't even, let me, let me even pause when I say reasonable because sometimes it can be reasonable because for instance, if in fact I drop this book, I'm going to pull my leg back immediately to react to the book being dropped. 
it's a natural reaction because I recognize that if this book drops on my foot, I may hurt my foot, right? So sometimes we can react. We have to consider, however, more than just uh, what's going on in the moment. Because that's something that's happened before, I already know in my mind, okay, this is what I need to do to protect myself. I need to move my foot. Sometimes when we are thinking about handling ourselves as leaders, our consideration is in relation to things that have not necessarily happened before. And so for us to make the best decision, we have to step back, perhaps look at some transferable information, meaning some similar things that might've happened in the past and what the results could have been, and then make the best decision. But that comes from tempered thinking. Now, what's at the basis of tempered thinking? The basis of tempered thinking is emotional intelligence. So you have to have a high EQ in order to respond appropriately and maintain temperance when handling circumstances. Now, what is EQ? So EQ is the idea that was developed by uh, Daniel Goldman. He is the chief architect of of the emotional quotient. And as he says, EQ is the sine qua non of leadership. It is the essential thing. So what happens? I'm going to read a little bit. In the brain are two almond-shaped components called the amygdalae. When the amygdalae are triggered by moments of distress or eustress, happiness, a plethora of emotions from joy, anxiety, distress, excitement, depression, and exuberance can enter. The space between the feeling that arises from the emotional trigger and the person's reaction is a major part of one's emotional quotient. So quickly, the four pieces of the emotional quotient are self-awareness, that's you recognizing how you're feeling in that moment, self-regulation, the what you do with yourself in that moment, social awareness, what's happening around you, what are what's going on with the people who you may be interacting with in that moment? And then social regulation, how you are managing the people around you based on all of the factors that I have talked about earlier and perhaps more. So the better that you're able to manage those four things or four components of EQ, the more likely you are to have a tempered approach to your leadership. All right. So this is something that is so important for leaders. I'm going to say this. A leader who is a caretaker of temperance has a high emotional quotient. This leader will behave in a way that chooses appropriate responses for the situation. This is not to say that everyone will respond in the same way to the same stimuli. It is saying that given a set of circumstances, one with a high emotional quotient will demonstrate behaviors that show thought and mindfulness when making decisions. So when you are tempered in your approach and going back to this um, this particular situation in Fulton, the judge said he's taking, he will let them know within two weeks what his decision is. He's not just taking the information and saying, bam, this is what we're supposed to do with it. Likely he's going to research. He's going to probably check on some other law cases related to this. And then he is going to make the best decision 
based on all of the factors that he has at his ready. And that's what we as great leaders have to do when we are struck with concerns or problems. I tell people that often when something challenging has come up, um, and this I have developed as I have grown as a leader and as a person, I will take a whole step back and just get still. I may even go rest because I recognize that when I rest, my mind is clearer, my mind is freer, and then I make better decisions. So you have to figure that out for yourself. When something difficult arises or somebody even says something that's off-putting to you, the best thing you can do is interrupt your next move with a breath. Just interrupt that with a breath. Some people even recommend that you count. And by interrupting that moment, it allows your brain, your mind space to say, is now the time? Is now the place? Is this the person? Should I do something different? Being a caretaker of temperance requires that you own your space, own your time, and most importantly, own your brand. And your brand can be completely shot if you react in the wrong way in moments of difficulty. So make sure that you're a caretaker of temperance. That's the first one. The second one that I want to talk about today is being an ambassador of forgiveness. And this is language number one. So why did I put these two together? Because leaders, after they make a decision, and when someone has done something that has wronged them, some leaders unfortunately carry grudges. And that cannot be good for the atmosphere or the culture of the organization. You have got to be an ambassador of forgiveness. Now, what is that even talking about? So in the spirit of leadership, where does forgiveness take its place? Everywhere. As leaders, there will be times when your team members betray you, do not perform to the level that you expect, say things behind your back that may or may not be true. The list can be endless. There will also be times when your peers will do the same. There may even be times when the people who lead you do things that warrant forgiveness to move forward. Basically, people are going to people. And so when people people and they do things that are either against your productivity in the organization, they may try to defame your character in the organization. They may try to um, do things that are... Um, I call it, uh, um, uh, what is that word? It's um, it's uh, it's when you're assertive or you're aggressive, but you don't necessarily uh, come out with it. Uh, there is a term for it and I cannot think of it right now, but you're somebody who may appear to be okay or appear to be cool, but you're doing some shady stuff in the background and you know you're being shady, right? Uh, but I'm not supposed to know about it or you're, you know, your team member, if you're in an organization, not supposed to really know about it because you appear that we're on the same team, but I, I know you're not really for me, right? Okay. Or your team, or you know that your team member is not really for you, but you have got to work in this environment and they may have done something and you know about it and you have to address it. And so then what? 
you've gotten upset. They haven't done what they're supposed to do, or they may have said something against you, and they may have caused you to not um, have or not be in the position that you are supposed to be in from a, a real position, meaning, you know, it could have even led to um, you not getting a promotion or something that you were supposed to get or that you were uh, I shouldn't say supposed to, that you might have been up for uh, because they may have said something that's against you or they could have done something wrong and you have to bring them in and talk to them about it because now perhaps if you're a leader, um, your numbers have suffered because the person just didn't do what they were supposed to do. The myriad goes on and on. But what do we do about it as ambassadors of forgiveness? Do we carry that with them and carry that with us Endlessly, when we're leading, absolutely not. Because if we do that, then we are not operating from a selfless, sacrificial care and concern position. What you have to do is separate the problem from the person. Separate the problem from the person. So how do we do that? What we first have to do is say, what are the factors here that are causing this uh, riff in this moment in time, either in the organization, either from this particular um, task being completed or in this uh, relationship with the person on my team. The factors are tactical. The person is over here. So what you do is after you have separated out, it's almost like sifting uh, flour. So you get those nut nuggets out from the flour, right? So then what remains is now the person over here, the, the, um, the, the pieces after we've sifted. So when we take those pieces out from the flour, then these are the things that eventually we're going to flow, throw away. So you have the conversation with the person. And there's a whole model that we use for having what we call performance related conversations. And these can be positive or they can be negative. Once you have that conversation, and I'll just quickly tell you what, what, what it is. We use what's called the SBI model. Um, and I learned this at my uh, or last organization. No, two organizations, actually three organizations before I started my business, um, where it's situation. What happened? What was supposed to happen, right? Behavior. What did you recognize? Those are those nuggets that you're going to be addressing impact what was the result of what happened and then what you're going to do is you are going to have a conversation with them so there's a dialogue that takes place you're going to talk about what the action is and then you're going to come back and 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 discuss what we are going to do moving forward so the sbi model is critical for helping you to be able to stay focused on the concern and not on the person. Now, you're still hot after they did this. And in the conversation, they may be saying some things that don't even make sense. You know, they know they were wrong. You know they were wrong, or maybe they don't even realize they were wrong. So the conversation may not go well. The model I just outlined is if everything goes well. It may not go well. They may not be receptive. How do you as a leader still stay focused on the problem and not let the personality of the person impact you from forgiving them for whatever it is they did wrong? 
you have to be an ambassador of forgiveness, which means you have to lead the way and you have to carry it in your spirit. And you have to understand that there may be some other things going on with that person that is preventing them from either leaning into what you're saying or they're just may, they just may not agree and you may have to agree to disagree, but you still leave that in the room, right? You leave that in the room and you still, if you have to set expectations because you know what the organization has as um, requirements and you know what you have as requirements, you still set out very clearly, these are the steps that we have to follow in order to be successful at this organization. Do you have any questions? What Do you have any other concerns? Let's touch base in a couple of weeks and see if there have been positive changes in this direction. And then you are monitoring for those changes, not for that person's personality. I had, who's now one of my best friends, he worked on my team and we had a major um, disagreement in, I can't even remember what the process was that was broken on his end. He didn't speak to me for a couple of weeks, but I couldn't let that stop me from still Number one, forgiving what he did. I can't even remember it now. And that's another thing we have to keep short memories. We have to write it down and we have to be able to, you know, talk about it when we do performance reviews and if we are talking about giving a raise. But in terms of how we are um, handling the person, we need a short memory because we have to understand that this is still a person. They did something wrong, but it doesn't mean that all is lost and that person is wrong. So uh, and when I say that person, that person um, as a whole globally is a wrong person and they should not um, they should not be able to carry on and we should not be able to carry on because we have a disagreement. So when this person was um, not speaking other than very short and we used to go to breakfast and all of this, I had to still lead him. And eventually he came around. And again, I'm sure we ended up having a conversation about it and um, and we moved forward. But I could not hold a grudge against him for his behavior as a result of me having to set standards that were necessary for the successful run of the organization. And so that's what you have to do. And I have even had, you know, I had to terminate somebody and that person cursed at me. Um, I cannot hold that. Number one, I have to stay tempered. But secondly, I cannot allow that um, behavior in that moment for me to be mad at that person forever. And eventually that person apologized to me. They saw me after we started working at, um, at different organizations and that person actually apologized to me. I don't hold it against them because that weight is something that I shouldn't carry anyway, right? And the same thing for you. That weight is something that you shouldn't carry anyway because the more people you lead, the more concerns you are going to have. And so it relieves weight off of you if you are able to forgive, forgive. And it sets a better cultural um, environment, better corporate culture if you are able to forgive because you have a responsibility. You set the pace. You set the pulse for the organization. So if you're walking around mad and upset and, and not being friendly, how do you expect everybody else to be friendly? You set the pace. And the way you set the pace 
is be an ambassador of forgiveness, leave problems in the office and take care of the people because eventually the people will take care of you. And now this is what I have at the end of this chapter. Now, if the person is the problem, because sometimes that happens, then this is what you must do. If you cannot change the person, change the person. The best place for some people will be outside of the employee of the company. Forgive them and help them to get freed to their next opportunity. Say lie. Because what I do recognize is that sometimes people are going to people. And as nice as you may be to them, as kind as you may be to them, they may be determined in their minds not to do the right thing. And in those instances, then you want to free them to their next opportunity. As it says here, um, I have a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in the book, forgiveness is not an occasional act. It is a constant attitude because we have to understand that none of us is perfect. There is not one flaw, not one. So pick up the book, Unpacking Agape, the Seven Languages of Intentional Leadership. Again, it is rich with the behaviors that you are supposed to operate from if you are leading from a place of selfless, sacrificial care and concern of others or servant leadership, which is what we all should be doing. So I hope this was helpful for you all. Again, last two things right quickly. Um, pick up the book, Unpacking Agape at worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape for leadership and professional development training. Uh, let's just go here. And I want to make sure that you all just go to worldclasstraining.net. I just want to hide this for a second. Worldclasstraining.net and look at our professional development training programs and go to worldclasstraining.net forward slash shop for your SOAR gear. This is the last month for your SOAR gear. And then finally, um, if you are interested in joining us, if you're here in Nashville for the DS60 Summer 24, it is time to get summer fine. Go to worldclasstraining.net forward slash DS60. It is going to be an amazing, 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 amazing time. We have so, so much fun um, during that program. So again, worldclasstraining.net forward slash ds60. Don't, as they say, don't uh, meet us there, beat us there and you will love it. All right. So um, thank you all so much for joining me. I am just going to take that down. Uh, thank you all so much for joining me, joining me inside the Leaders Lounge. Uh, you can catch us also subscribe to our YouTube channel, like this video if you like it, and I hope you do like it. And then also uh, make sure if you want to hear this on your way to work or on your trip, then we're uh, the Leaders Lounge is on Spotify, Apple, most places that you can get your podcast. So subscribe to the podcast as well. And I will meet you here uh, the next time because we have got to keep this going. We have a couple of more weeks that we're going to tap into some of this great information but again, it's for your organization. Get this. If you got new leaders, especially leaders within the first five years, and you want them to lead from a place of selfless, sacrificial care and concern for others, 
this is this is the best starting place. Unpacking Agape, the seven languages of intentional leadership. And I'm not just saying it because I wrote it. I'm saying it because it's true. All right. So thank you all so much again for joining me. And remember, until next time, when you're better, we're absolutely better. Take care. <laughs>